what's up what's up beautiful people what's up wherever you are wherever you're listening from you are tuned in to the tommy talk show i am your host tw Suggs, and i'm sending you dope vibes and mad love wherever you from whether it's philadelphia new york chicago california texas wherever you are you are listening to the tommy talk show we have a dope show lined up for you today do you feel those dope vibes do you feel them i know you're smiling right now i'm smiling right now i know you're smiling i know you feel it you feel it you feel it i know you do (laughs) oh man what's up beautiful people Listen, so again, uh, you're listening to the Tommy Talk Show. I'm your host, T.W. Suggs, and we have a dope show in store for you today. So by popular demand and request, we are doing another um, episode around Aliens Living Among Us, a conversation with brilliant creatives. Aliens Living Among Us, a conversation with brilliant creatives. And um, the first time we had this conversation um, was all the way back, I want to say in March or at the beginning of April, and it featured um, my, my, my homies and some good friends. Uh, Don Christian Jones, what's up? Shout out to Don Christian, and also my guy, uh, Will Toms. What's up, Will? Hopefully you're doing good, man, and hopefully you're enjoying uh, they, those poke bowls. Um, so when we had those uh, those two guests uh, on the show, uh, we, we really went deep into um, some of the challenges that uh, creatives face, some of the challenges that um, parents may face who may be uh, raising creative children, because that can be uh, something very difficult. I know when I was growing up, um, <laughs> uh, uh, I didn't really focus well in school. I didn't have ADHD. It was just the fact that I was just super creative. And so every pencil became a rocket ship. The erasers, uh, anybody remember those big pink erasers? Those erasers became race cars because I drew wheels on the side of them. Uh, but that is just <laughs> the nature of creatives. And so anybody who may be a parent, who may be parenting a creative, it may not be that they have ADHD or there may be something wrong with them. They may be a creative and you just have to help them uh, uh, balance that out, you know, uh, create some boundaries for that, but also dig deeper into that. So thankfully I had a mom who was amazing and who um, got me into art classes and all that other good stuff who allowed me to explore my creativity and all that awesomeness. So we're doing another, um, another show, another episode around creatives living among us. And again, I feel that it's so important for us to have these conversations because I do feel that creative people are usually easily misunderstood. Um, and I don't feel that there are many spaces where creative people can go to just be, to, to express, to just, to just be and be creative. Um, and with that, not just be creative, but be their authentic selves, which involves transparency and, and, and the things that creative people usually go through, which involves sometimes feeling misunderstood, um, sometimes feeling lost in this world that doesn't seem to um, accommodate creative people or creativity. Um, so we wanted to surface this conversation again. And I have uh, some really dope guests. And right before me right now, I have one of my homies, um, he is a creator, an entrepreneur, a photographer, um, and the owner of the one and the only Ubuntu Art Gallery in Philadelphia, Stephen Taylor. What's up, bro? How you feeling, man? Um, TW, I'm doing, I'm doing very well. Thank you for having me on your show. And uh, 
Uh, this joint is dope, man. Uh, congratulations to uh, to what you're doing and much success to you. Hey, man, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much. That means a lot. Um, and it means a lot to have you here, especially um, for you being another, uh, for you being a black man uh, who also is a creative and, you know, I, and which is also one of the reasons why I love working with my producer, Keith Pelzer. He's a black man who is a creative. I'm a black man who is creative. So I think it's just something to be said about, you know, black men being in a room who are also creatives um, because you see it, but you don't normally hear a lot about that. There aren't really um, many spaces where those that type of dynamic is being discussed. Um, right. Ladies and gentlemen, I met Steve by way of a dear friend of mine who was also a guest on this show, um, Lisa Little, who um, she is a real life cowgirl photographer. She she does everything. What's up, Lisa? And Lisa connected. What's with up, Lisa? <laughs> What's up, Lisa? You have to meet Lisa. To, you Just by seeing her photography and just looking at her page, you just immediately fall in love. She's amazing. Um, and Lisa was like, you got to uh, connect with this guy, Steve, that I met. And I was like, all right, cool. So I went on Steve's page and I saw pictures from this art gallery. Um, I, I saw Steve's heart. And then uh, me and uh, my god sister, um, Sarah, Sarah Duncan, we went into uh, the art gallery and the vibe was just amazing. It was amazing. So Steve, man. So again, welcome to the show, man. Um, big shout out to you. I wanted, so let's hop right into this conversation, right? So, so you are, first of all, I don't know anybody else who is the owner of an art gallery. So what was that journey? Like what, did, how did you even get to that point for that to even be something that was on your mind? Man, uh, I, 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 how do you say I stumbled upon it? Um, okay. You know, I was, I, was, I was fortunate to be, you know, to have a crazy life experience, you know. Yeah. So I'm, a, I'm an engineer by trade and I'm a back-end wow. systems engineer by trade. Um, not because I went to school for that. My degree is in criminal justice. Hmm. Um, but through my, the happenstance of professional life, and the interaction of meeting people and things like that, I wound up being a back-end systems engineer for a reputable consultant firm named Booz Island Hamilton. And uh, in my second stint with them, because I had quit for a little while, and that's actually when I picked up photography. In my second stint with them, I was at a tech conference in Vegas, and I saw another photographer by the name of Peter Lick, who had a, a, a network of, of his own galleries. Wow. So, you know, the creative and media engineer and me go in there the first time and all, but by the time I leave, I can do that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it was, uh, how do I do that? How am I, how am I able to do that, but do it in a way that's specific and unique to me, um, being kind of outside of the art world, but knowing I've been all over the world and I yeah. have these images from these places that I think, my, I can tell a decent story within uh, a larger so, uh, uh, entrepreneurial pursuit into a sociological impact in my community in which I can give it a luxury product or item. Yes, sir. You, you feel what I'm saying? I so, you. you know, um, how do I wrap these things up? It took me a while to do it, but yeah. that's kind of when it was, uh, you know, when I experienced something that was the catalyst for this continual roughly four year idea that was in 20, 2017. Yeah. Um, so is when I experienced the art gallery. So, you know, I took that 
and just kind of ran with it and just just kind of morphed in my head into different iterations of yeah. how do I want to do this thing? What do I want to do uh, within the idea of a luxury art space that I didn't know was going to put me in the art world? You know, I yeah. built it as a, I, did, I built it as an engineer. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's kind of how I got into it. That's interesting because you, you started on one end of the spectrum and then you ended up in a completely different field, a completely different part of the spectrum, even a different complete, a different part of the universe. You know, you and you, you don't normally hear someone who starts out with, you know, a criminal justice background, engineering background to be like, all right, I'm gonna start, I'm gonna open up an art gallery, like, or, or even hop into photography. So, so what made you, let me, so you said that you went from the, from, um, doing the engineering and then you hopped into photography out of everything that you could have done artistically what about photography made you want to dive deeper into that uh, it wasn't anything about photography specifically mm -hmm. you know really it was okay when when i quit my corporate gig all right let's let's back up a little bit so you mm -hmm. know I, i'm a i'm an athlete and mm -hmm. i went to college to play ball and okay. i didn't go to college to, for no creative stuff i didn't go to college but no intellectual stuff. I went to college to play football. And yeah. my idea is that, you know, uh, I was a, a, a decorated high school athlete in Philly. I went to Roman Catholic. You know, I was nice and I was super fast. Yeah. So, you know, I always thought I was going to be an athlete and I never thought anything else outside of at athletics and sports. I hurt my senior year. And then it's like, well, well what do I do? And through that process, I never understood I was a creative I never wow. even attached myself wow. to creativity in any way, shape, form, or fashion, even though I probably always been it. I was, it was just, I was just so mired in sports and, mm -hmm. you know, to, and I'll, I'm going to get to your question, but to piggyback or touch on what you kind of open with around this idea of what, you know, uh, uh, creatives are and how they learn and yeah um you know black men that yeah. oftentimes go to, into sports and they do sports and yeah it, they think that that is the way to the to the to the thing so to yeah. speak and they never even understand that creativity is an option yeah you know something else is an option outside of well if i can't already draw or rap or sing or dance or yeah. i'm interested in an instrument if I'm just like, all right, I'm, I need something to do, so I'm athletically inclined. What right. if drawing or photography or something was introduced to me the yeah. same way that football was? You yeah. know, I probably yeah. would have gravitated towards that the same way I gravitated towards football, but I didn't know those things existed. Wow. You know, so um, when it came to, well, how am I going to represent myself as a creative? I never thought about it like that. It was, all right. In 2014, it, my urban community don't know what a GoPro is. Yeah. Right. They don't. Yeah. They're not rocking with it. And uh, I work in projects, so I was yeah. finished my renovation project in my childhood home um, to experience an idea of generational wealth that my that my mom gave me, even though she don't identify it as that. I do. Yeah. So that's what I'm yeah. standing on. <laughs> um, and. It, it, 
when I'm done this project, I, like I'm, I'm, I'm tapped. I'm like, yo, I, I really need something to do. I was complaining to one of my friends and he was like, yo, you talking a big game, but you're not doing nothing. The next day I mm. went and bought three GoPros and I said, I'm gonna wow. walk around the city and get people's food stories. Cause at that time on Instagram, I was, I am food frenzy. I would go to different restaurants, take pictures of it. You know what I mean? Stuff yeah. like that. So yeah. this was me just expanding that brand a little bit further with this first person perspective of a GoPro from my chest one from my wrist and then another, you know, handheld on the stick in which I can get first person interviews around yeah. food, which is what kind of how I started. Um, reached out to a different people, tapped into my good friend, Celine Weldon, owner of Whimsicle Popsicle. Mm -hmm. And he put me on to his whole network. And through that network, all this stuff led to these things. Wow. You know, they weren't like, I'm, I'm in pursuit of them. They led to them and it gave me the ability to ask more specific questions that allowed me to differentiate myself as a creative. And in two years as a gallery owner, I'm entrenched in the art world. You know what I'm saying? Wow. So now I really realize my, I am a creative. Yes, I sir. go through cr creative peaks and valleys. Yes, sir. You know, I relate yes, well to creatives. I, yeah. I'm able to express my views on the world and the way that I want to go about, you know, my hum human impact and yeah. the legacy that I leave through this idea and philosophy of Ubuntu, which uh, expresses our, our share bond uh, and connectedness as humans, you know, yeah. simply put, you know, and that we need to kind of give each other a little bit more uh, space and credence and room to breathe, which is what the gallery does and what the gallery is created for. So, um, you know, not as a long way to answer to get to how did you get into photography? That's really kind of it came. Yeah. I came up. I came about it, and I wasn't shy about it. And the yeah. technician that I am said, "How does this machine work? I can make this machine do whatever it is that I wanted to yeah. if I asked the right questions." And I was yeah. asking questions that my contemporaries weren't asking. Wow, you know, um, I. So I'm I'm going to ask and I I have another question for you um, that deals with the creative um, peaks and valleys, but before I hop into that, I feel that the story that you just shared, and I don't know if the listeners um, really grasped what you just shared, but you really just spoke about how again how how your path started out here. And then it ended up doing some something completely different. And I just want to encourage somebody who may be listening and challenge somebody who may be listening that you may have come to a fork in a road or you may have come to this space where you may be asking those questions. What's next? And that what's next for you may be something completely different than what you actually had in mind. And for you to go down that path, it takes tremendous bravery. It takes tremendous courage and it takes a tremendous um, capacity and an ability to have an open mind for whatever comes down that path. Because I'm sure that while you, while, um, while you were walking down that path, Steve, I'm, I'm sure that there were like some, some barriers, some learning curves, some frustrations, but even though you experienced it down that path, you kept moving down it. Um, despite that. Now I want to ask you a question about, um, creative valleys. I've never heard it put that way. So talk to me about the, the creative valleys or, or the valleys that creative people that they experience? Um, you know, it's, it's 
to be, to be a, t- a creative and to work full time as a creative and to mm-hmm. make your livelihood out of being a creative, uh, we're not business people innately. Yes, sir. right. Yep. So the so so <laughs> if you if you contemplate in money and you know I got to pay my rent and you know I got bills I need to eat I got all these things how how am I going to get paid from that from my creativity? Yeah. Um, oftentimes people can't. And they wind up, you know, getting jobs and things like that, and they're miserable, you know, yeah. or within a certain kind of structure. I'm not saying everybody. Um, so, the, 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 you, it's almost like creatives always in valleys until they wow. creating something and they finish a project or they release a new song, and then that's a peak, and they high. Like, wow. Even if the rent not paid. Yeah. Even, even even if the stuff's wow. not done, you felt good because you were you was able to you know create. So um, you know, being a creative, you're in a perpetual roller coaster. It's yeah. very similar to being an entrepreneur. You know, yeah. so you know the creatives that mold those things and blend those two things well, the ability to create and wrap the cre- the ability to create and the creation up into a, an ability to monetize it. Yes, sir. And make make money from it and make yeah. a livelihood from it, even if it's a side hustle. And that side hustle is just as prominent or as important as somebody's now Fortune 500, Fortune yes, 500 business. Like, you know, don't diminish it based on comparative factors. Um, when you get an LLC and you say, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a business as a creative, then that's 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 major. Yeah. You know, that's a, that's a, that's important. And no matter what the business is you go through peaks and valleys as an entrepreneur and yeah. the only the only respite for that and comfort in that is time and experience unless you got an endowment somewhere or a trust <laughs> you know what i'm saying like yes sir you know unless you have those things but even people with the most money and you got all the resources they they as creatives they mm-hmm. wrestle with the same things too the peaks yeah. and valleys of creativity what draw where you draw inspiration from at the moment and things like that so you know, when I think about myself as a creative and how I want to be remembered as a photographer who creates um, uh, um, artifacts for future humans through my prints and things like that is, you know, over the course of a 50 year career, I'm only I'm, I'm only nine years in as a photographer, less than two years in as an artist printmaker. Mm-hmm. You know, I want to be people be like, you know, I collected Stephen C.W. Taylor's when he was at this point in his yeah, career. Yeah. And then, you know, I wasn't a fan of this of this period of his work. I like it when he was doing this thing. Yeah. But that's over the course of time. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, and I got to build that to, you know, through the freedom of the creativity that I'm expressing and putting out there. So not everybody going to like a collection or exhibition that I do. But at the same time, it's, it's building my body at work. So. I ain't st- like there's no it's no other way but forward for me. Like, yeah. you know, it's I'm only forward and you you you're I'm malleable enough and even hard headed though uh introspective, so I do come mm-hmm. back to certain things and points, you know, it's a matter of stick to itiveness. You just gotta keep at it and yes, sir. be open to all right, well, that didn't work, so I'm gonna I'm gonna try it this way. And that didn't work, so I'm gonna try it this way. So, yeah. you know, it's always not reinventing the wheel, but approaching things from different angles to get your desired result. Yeah. Yeah. You know what you said? Um, 
<laughs> you mentioned something now um, in, in this episode that I think surfaced in um, a previous episode when we're dealing with creatives, and that is many creatives, um, especially those who want to do it as like a, as a side gig or as, or as a side hustle or as, you know, another LLC or a business or something like that, they, they're, they're so entrenched with their creativity and their art that they forget the administrative part. They forget the business part. They forget that, you know, you, you have to, you know, you need a date book, you know, they forget that you have to pay these bills. You, they forget that you have to, you know, sit back and you have to project and come up with a three, you know, a one, three, five year plan, you know, to figure out where you're headed, what you're doing and, and what your goals are. I don't think that many mm -hmm. creatives, I don't think that many of us have goals. So I think that that is something that uh, that's critical for us to <laughs> that oh, well, that's surface. What, that, because that's an entrepreneur. Yeah, you know, and, and people can be creative entrepreneurs, yeah. but not every creative is an entrepreneur. So it sometimes yeah. it is a struggle, right? Yeah, and that speaks volumes about also collab collaboration and partnerships with people who have strengths where you may not have those as a creative. Correct. Correct. Yeah. Correct. If you if you're gregarious enough as a creative to go out there and network with people See, and, and that's get get thing. out of your yep. get out of your studio. Yeah. You know, get out yeah. of your art sometimes. You gotta go be around folks. You gotta network. You gotta drive the business. You know, you yeah. gotta you gotta try to move it, you know, in a certain direction so that you can actually continue to create. So, you know, sometimes, you know, artists, creatives they we so proficient. Like we so good at what we do that yep. it's like, you know, I'm only gonna do what I do and the ones that We'd be like, man, they, they, he ain't even that good or she ain't even that good. They ain't even mm -hmm. that good. Mm -hmm. But they know how to network. They know how to run a business. You know what I'm saying? Like they 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 put on even though it may not be authentic all the time. Like 100 yeah. percent of the time, sometimes yeah. creative artists, they, you know, we get wrapped up into our, our authenticity and, you know, things like that. And at the, at the end of the day, you know what you want to do, you know, and it's no, yeah. no right or wrong answer. You you. You can be poor. You can, you can, you can, you can not poor is the wrong terminology. That's the wrong frame, you know, context to put it in. You know, you can, you can, you can struggle within a certain kind of reason. You know, even yeah. if you get in 10, 20, $30,000 gigs, you know, twice a year, you know what I'm saying? Like, but you, you meandering through, mm -hmm. you know, them, them two times, like, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. and a lot of creatives sometimes, you know, they get there as, you know, as well. So when you ex, in the art world, you're exposed to all of these different creatives and yeah. all their different avenues and ventures and everybody got different struggles, but somebody got a struggle too. So you might as well just do your own thing. Don't look at nobody else. Stop comparing, you know, get your three to four to five, you know, one to three to five year plan, get that tight for yourself and get away from an idea of you not doing as good as somebody else. You just in your process where you are. And if you keep at it and you ain't always going to be there. So, I know, you know that's right, and that's, that's very truth. and that's very business and entrepreneurial. So you know, yeah. sometimes I don't know. You know, as a creative, I'm always talking business. Some, a lot of the times, like you know, mm. it's, it's just it's just innate within the industry that I chose to go into yeah. within open opening a physical space. Um, you know, having it, you know, making it unique enough that, you know, you talk to me every single day. So, you know, whenever I'm open, I'm meeting you, I'm greeting you, I'm running a business, you know, I'm, I'm you know, trying to, you know, generate revenue and um, establish myself as an artist as well. Cause yeah. you know, one goes, you know, they go hand in hand. So, you know, it's not easy for nobody and we gotta uh, all kind of give ourselves a little bit of grace. 
Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You said two things. We're, we're getting ready to wrap up this interview. Um, uh, we got to get you back on, man. But uh, you said two <laughs> things in reference to um, not comparing yourself to other artists, other entrepreneurs. You know, everybody is on their own path. Everybody is on their own um, their own street. Everybody should be in their own lane. You can't compare yourself. You don't know what it costs somebody else to be where they are. And not only that, what you see may not be what you see. It may be, it may be something completely different, but be okay. appreciative for where you are and keep your eyes on your path. And then the other thing that you said was give yourself more grace. And I think that, um, that especially with, with the, um, the impact of social media, you know, I think it creates this, um, false burden and this pressure for us to continue to push beyond what we need to be pushing um, as opposed to let me give myself some grace. Let me establish a rhythm. I'm going to get there at some point. So Steve, right. let me ask you a question, man. Where can people find you? Um, give us the information on Ubuntu art gallery, man. What's going on? Absolutely. Um, I can be found uh, well, I guess we'll start with social media handles on mm -hmm. Instagram at Ubuntu Fine Art and Stephen C.W. Taylor. Facebook, the same thing. Uh, the gallery's website is UbuntuFA.com. Um, I'm currently uh, uh, upgrading the website, so it's a little bit more user friendly. People get a little bit more detail and understanding of what we do and why we do it. And it'll be coupled with um, a lot of the services that we offer. So we offer gallery rentals in the gallery. Um, so people can rent the gallery space. Uh, we offer tours and workshops. So whether it's youth groups, summer camps and things like that, you get uh, private tours in which we go through the body of work that's installed at the time. Um, uh, professional development for corporations and things like that as well. Um, I also offer consultative services. Uh, in which you can sit with me one-on-one -on -one in the areas of either photography or uh, fine art printing or gallery design itself. Um, and lastly, I still do offer traditional photography services. Uh, you know, that's portraits, headshots, uh, events, weddings, you know, all those kind of things. And the gallery is located at 5423 Germantown Avenue um, in between Uncle Bobby's Coffee Shop and Gaffney's Fabrics located in the former Cunningham Piano Showroom, if you've been in Germantown um, for a good little while. And we're open Friday through Sunday, 12 p.m. to 6 p.m. Ladies and gentlemen, you have it. Don't go anywhere. Don't touch that dial. Steve, thank you so much for hanging out with us today. We definitely have to have you back. We will be Absolutely. right back with the rest of the Tommy Talk Show. What's up? What's up, beautiful people? You are still listening to the Tommy Talk Show. I am your host, T.W. Suggs, and we are having a conversation around aliens living among us, a conversation with brilliant creatives, and we're creating space right now, a container, if you will, for us to talk to some amazing creatives, to see some of the challenges, some of the victories, the successes, and how they're navigating their creative journeys. And we just heard from my good buddy, uh, Steven Taylor from the Ubuntu uh, Art Gallery. He's also a photographer. Go check it out if you are in Philadelphia, New Jersey, or surrounding area. Check out the Ubuntu Gallery. It is so amazing. And with me right now, I have somebody who is super, 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 super special to me. Um, and I'm probably making her feeling very uncomfortable <laughs> with this <laughs> public display of affection and love. <laughs> I'm sorry, Tesla. I got to you. You know you're my boo. Right. 
I have uh, a creator, a videographer, photographer, uh, she's a director and a producer, my good friend, Tezzera Wilkins. Welcome, Tezzera. Hi, thank you for having me, Tommy. <laughs> Absolutely. It, it wouldn't be a show if I didn't have you on, boo. So listen, oh, y'all, I met Tezra. So I, I, I lived like two years in, um, in New Orleans, and um, I had to uh, come back up here to Philadelphia after Hurricane Katrina because I had to evacuate. And um, when I came back, Tezra was one of, one of the first people that I met. And um, Tezra has been such a pillar and a cornerstone in my life. She's um, listened to all of my creative ideas, all of my crazy ideas. Uh, <laughs> times when she just had to tell me, Tommy, you're weird. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> um, she is um, my first photographer, my first videographer. She's done all of my work for um, my album. Um, she did my work for... Um, my flyers and reference to the, uh, the artistry um, or the picture, uh, the, the photography for it. She did my book launch event. Um, she did my book cover. So Tezra, this is where it is. Thank you. First of all, before I go any further with this interview, I just want to say thank you for um, just being with me through every milestone and through every other part um, in my life. Like it means a lot to me and you can't really say that a lot of, about a lot of people because um, you know, people come, people go. Um, and when you go through, you know, those milestones, some milestones are very sensitive and sometimes even very fragile. So I think it speaks volumes of you to be able to, for us to be partnered together in all those spaces. So welcome, my friend. Thank you. Thank you. That was beautiful. Thanks for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. And congratulations on the show. Hey, woo, 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 woo. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much. Um, y'all, she's probably going to kill me afterwards, but you know, it's okay. I love you. Um, so how are you feeling today? I'm I'm good. I'm tired, but I'm good. <laughs> it's been like a busy week for me, but otherwise I'm in good spirits. I'm yeah. happy to be here. You know, yeah. so yeah, I'm just trying to get my rest in this weekend. I know that's right. I know that's <laughs> right. Yo, with everything that you have in front of you, um, with because you do you do a lot of work in Philadelphia and surrounding areas. You do a lot of work for a lot of um for a lot of um, programs and a lot of businesses and whatnot. So I can only imagine, you know, how tired you are. So first of all, as a creative, how do you balance all of that? Because you're hopping from videography to photography, to producing, to also, um, you know, moving, moving your own stuff forward as an entrepreneur. So how do you how do you balance that? Because I think that a lot of creatives may find themselves in that same space. Um, I think it's just a couple of things. Um, mm -hmm. I definitely, like you said, I do a lot of different things. Um, so the trouble that I usually have is trying to like focus on a okay. thing, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so, so there are times where I have to say, you know, like I can't. I can't do some of these things. Like, mm -hmm. even though they might be like awesome and wonderful, it's mm -hmm. like, I've like already committed to other things. Um, but I think like keeping at the forefront, um, 
or, or what I've been trying to do. So not necessarily like chasing money, you know, yeah. wow. people won't be like, Oh, come, come get this money for this. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, like we got, we got this project and I'm like, okay, like, yeah. you know, of course I want to do that, you know, but it's like, what are the things that are, that I'm really going to be passionate about? Hmm. Um, what are the things that I'm actually going to have time for? You wow. know, cause I'm still like, you know, like I'm, I'm kind of still in a in between space. So I don't like for most part it's me, you know, I don't have a lot of other people, um, you know, that like either work for me or are supporting me, like or contractors and things like that in terms of like the creation of a thing. Um, so for me, like I have to be extremely mindful of my time um, because I want to be able to give, you know, like whatever deliverable is there. Yeah. And I want it to be of high quality and I want to feel good about it as well. You know, like just like I want, you know, the person who's receiving it to feel good about it. So I think in terms of that, just thinking about the things that are going to drive me to finish the project. So if wow. it's something that I'm passionate and engaged in, um, then I'm, I'm going to, you know, like gravitate to those things first. Those are going to be the things at the top of my list. Um, and then just making sure to like, like I said, I'm going to be resting. I'm like, <laughs> because of, you know, how hectic it can get sometimes it's like, I can just keep going, you know, it's just like, I'm, I'm a person who likes to do things as well and like to stay involved. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love, I love being a creative. So it's like, yeah. you know, sometimes any opportunity, that I can have to do that, I want to do it, but it's like, I also have to be mindful of like my body and my mind, you know, what that rest looks like. Yeah. Um, so that I can, <laughs> you know, produce something that's going to be like something interesting or that people, you know, want to gravitate towards. So yeah. it is um, a difficult balance and it's something that I am, you know, currently still working on mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, a workflow that works best for me. So Yeah. You know, you said so first of all, it wasn't that I wasn't listening. I was writing y'all see my Apple Pencil, no, those no, of you no, who you... were. Um you like just in that one question that I asked you, your one answer contains such a punch. So so the first thing is that when I when I asked you, you know, how do you how do you manage all of that? Um you said the you know basically like the uh the balance between um time and passion right not you know knowing identifying what you're passionate about and that it's not just something that you're just going after for a dollar and i think that that may be something that a lot of creatives you know that they that they struggle with and some creators may be in that space where they have to go after that dollar but for those of us um or for those creatives who aren't sometimes will sacrifice the passion for that dollar right um and then you also said um I love, and I may be using my own words here. You're honoring your commitments. You know what to do. You know what you can say yes to, what you can't say yes to. And I think that one thing that um, a lot of creators may experience is like kind of like overbooking and um, putting too much on their plate, which can impact um, integrity. It can impact, it can also um, uh, uh, touch on your reputation and your name, you know, while you're doing too much. And even if you have a good heart trying to do too much, it can also, you know, um, ruin that, that reputation and that name. And then also, 
rest and being aware of your body, knowing what's going on in your mind, knowing what's going on in your heart. Um, just um, in the last interview with Stephen Taylor, he said, giving ourselves more grace. And I feel that that's something that's also being echoed peripherally, you know, with what you're sharing um, as well. Wow. So thank you for that. That's super awesome. Yeah, no problem. Yeah. What, um, so as a creative, what, what keeps you, what keeps you inspired? What keeps you going? Um, I think, um, so for me, I'm like interested in a lot of different things, um, especially things that, you know, concerning like advocacy. And for me, like, you might not always see me out, like, you know, like I'm not out organizing or I'm not like on a picket line or something, but I kind of use you know, my talent in like photography and audio and video and all of these yeah. things to document, you know, those wow. things, you know, the yeah. things that I'm passionate about. So the organizations that I work with um, as a, so for me, I'm not like, um, I don't, I don't know what you would want to call it. I guess I'm kind of like a hybrid. So I do some part-time work at an organization that I've been with for, you know, a, a substantial amount of time, like almost yeah nine years or so um and you know me and the person who you know is the head of the company we have like a good relationship and a good partnership and she understands that i'm also an entrepreneur you know so i i do a lot of work with them part-time and then i do a lot you know for myself so yeah um it does you know when i when i think about like i said taking on new projects or doing other things um, in addition to whether or not, you know, artistically, I, I would feel like it would be a good thing for me. It's like, how can I, you know, like, how can I help, you know, yeah. either elevate their message, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, support them in some way through what I can do, you know? So yeah. a lot of times um, that motivates me. Things like color <laughs> and texture motivate me, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I'm a visual person, you know, I'm a photographer probably before some of the other things um, that you listed for me. So, um, you know, those are the t- types of things that inspire me, like architecture. Um, I'm, I'm really like interested in the built environment right now and yeah. how, um, you know, like uh, you, things like uh, urban planning, how that affects like, you know, black and brown people, you know, yeah. so when I think about art projects, you know, or, you know, anything, it's like, how can I elevate like these things mm-hmm. to help people, you know, know about something maybe that they've never like heard about before, or, yeah. you know, don't understand, you know, how can I lend, you know, my voice through either visuals or audio or, you know, video projects, or even, you know, cause I do a lot of consulting as well, you know, just talking to people and thinking through, what they want to do, you know, those mm-hmm. types of things inspire me being in community with people and thinking yeah. about creative things like fixing problems in a creative way. Um, you know, you, you joked earlier saying like, <laughs> you know, I, I've heard a lot about your projects and those kinds of things, but that motivates me like talking yeah. um, and being in community with other artists and hearing about their work. You yeah. know, some of the work I do, um, I, I went to uh, my master's program was in nonprofit arts administration. So hmm. not only did I want to be able to know how to like create the art, like I wanted to know how, you know, like the behind the scenes work as well so that I could support 
my artistic friends. Yeah. So those are things that motivate me, you know, like the the continuance of art, you know, like because yeah. it still is, you know, as much as people love it and it's like plastered everywhere, like people still do have like some negative connotations about artists, about, yeah. you know, like mm -hmm. what they should be paid, you yeah. know, um, <laughs> how they spend their time, whatever, you know, so um making sure that you know people who do the art are still able you know to continue to to do those things like i yeah. worked with lots of organizations like philanthropic organizations granting organizations because it, it is a joy for me <laughs> to sit yeah. at an organization and be able to say what we could give thirty thousand dollars to this artist to do yeah. this weird crazy project at the friends <laughs> like Go ahead. Like, yeah. So I want I want to see what this is going to turn into. You know, mm. so those are the types of things that inspire me um and they influence my art in in every aspect, I would say. Wow. You know, um when you were talking about um first of all the fact that you're this clear on um what inspires you is so amazing. I don't think that a lot of people in general not just artists or creatives, but I don't think that a lot of us in general really sit down with ourselves to identify what triggers me, what, 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 what's, what's the catalyst for me to create, you know, what inspires me, what, what make, what puts me in awe, what makes me want to write, what makes me want to draw, what makes me want to sing. I think that um, even as creatives, it's so easy to get in that lull where it's, where you get so used to creating, you can get so used to the photography, you can get so used to, you know, dancing or painting or whatever your artistry is, that you become numb to it. And you can sometimes forget the impact that it has, not only the impact that it has, but um, what first inspired you to even go down that path in the same, you know, in that same space. Um, and the fact that the other thing, what I wanted to touch on was the fact that you're also using your artistry for advocacy. Um, and I don't want to, I don't want anybody to belittle that because whenever we look in social media, when we look at some of our favorite movies, when we look at some, hear some of our favorite songs, et cetera, a lot of it is, it paints a picture through the lens of the artist. They're showing you they're showing you their perspective and their world, you know, mm -hmm. um, whether it's through music, through sound, whatever it may be. So I, I commend you for doing that as well. Let me ask you a question. So you are also a director and a producer, right? So you said that, okay, well, photography is kind of where it started for you. And this is kind of your thing. Hopping into directing and producing even though I see the correlation between the two, in my mind's eye, I'm like, that had to be a scary jump. So what, what was that experience like for you to, to, to shift that path from, okay, I'm, I, I identify as a, as a videographer and a photographer to now I'm getting ready to do production and directing? Well, I think that if you are a if you're an if you're a filmmaker like if you're a person who does videography you know mm -hmm. and you don't have a team you're a director yeah <laughs> you know like yeah you're a producer yeah <laughs> you know so these things are things that i've always been doing in 
the production of my art, whatever yeah. that was, you know? So because I've been like in such a like siloed space of like working and creating in a sense. Yeah. Um, so I would say in terms of like doing those things and going from that to producing might not have been such a big jump because it's okay. like, it's what I already do. It's like, I Got have to you. organize things. I have to think about what the story is going to look like. I have to think about the types of people that need to be involved in it. And I have to contact them. I got, yeah. you know, like I have to ask them if they would be a part of this thing. You know, like I have to set that up. I have to have a timeline. I have to know when, like, I'm going to shoot people, those mm -hmm. types of things. Directing was a little more different for me just because I was doing it not for myself this time. So in, in mm -hmm. this instance, like I directed, um, it, it is my directorial debut, I'm calling it. Um, it was called Queen's Rule Together, and it was a part of a, a seven, it was like a seven part um, film series mm -hmm. that we shot during the pandemic with the organization that I work with, Love Now yeah. Media. Um, and it was to, you know, elevate, uh, you know, what was going on, what people were doing during that time. Mm -hmm. um, and it like kind of revolved around like justice, equity, and wellness, you know, yeah. uh, those are kind of like the tenants that we work in. And I was asked to produce, um, to direct one of the films. So I was direct, I mean, producing all seven of them, you know, because yeah. that's what I do already. But now it's like, I have to be, you know, I have to do a lot more now, you know, I'm, I'm making treatments. I'm, you know, thinking about the story. I'm thinking about mm -hmm. shot lists, which, you know, of course I still already do. Um, you know, but thinking about how I will, you know, impart this stuff to the people who will be working with me, because now I have a team. I have a DP who shot like amazing, beautiful things. You know, I have, um, uh, you know, production assistants that are completing any of my release forms and stuff. So I don't have to worry about that. You know, like I could fly my drone and then direct or do whatever I need to do. Hmm. Um, so that was like a different place for me and it gave me kind of a taste of what it's like to you know work for a team that I'm leading where I'm like you're doing this for me I need you to get that shot make sure you do it like the yeah. sound people where I need the sun to be coming up over the person's head you know like how do I articulate these things yeah. so that when I get the final project or when I go into post-production to with with the editor like that it comes out the same way <laughs> Yeah, that I envisioned it in my head yeah. when I started. Yeah, so that um, you know, it was a, it was a it was a beautiful experience for me, and mm -hmm. the film has gone on to be in eight different um film festivals, and it also won one for best direction, mm -hmm. which I was excited for. Wow, congratulations! My directorial debut. Hey, thank you. Yes. So, you know, so it it was a different experience, and it did give me like. You know, just it, it was it, you know, like how people say you need sometimes you need to change your mindset. You know, it's like mm. I've been told so long, um, because when I grew up, people were not doing art as a career, you know, mm -hmm. like that's what I want. I, I, yep. I actually started out, you know, I, I call myself a multimedia producer now, but I was, um, I started out like just drawing as a kid, but I thought I was going to be an animator, you know, so yeah. I was like really good with drawing characters and doing those things, and then. You know, I was like a, a shy kid and then I like transitioned and got into theater and I became this, you know, spoken word artist and I was around mm -hmm. Philly, you know, sitting and all that stuff. Sway. And then it was just like, 
you know, it's like, so I've, I've, I've been able to experience a lot of different art forms um, mm-hmm. and be, you know, like I've, I've had like a pretty long life in terms of like my artistic resume. Yeah. Um, so it, 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 and like I said, I've always, you know, worked with myself or I've supported other people's teams. So yeah. it was like a beautiful experience to have um, a group of people who were dedicated to my vision um, and executing it. And that, I think, really um, opened up my mind a little bit in terms of like possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. With with everything that um, that you just shared and with everything that you're working on right now, what's um, one of the biggest challenges for you as a creative? I think um, the biggest challenge for me personally is like advocating for myself um, and valuing myself okay. uh, and not allowing other people to devalue my work. Um, okay. I think a lot of times, like I said, with um, art-based like uh, <laughs> careers, uh, a lot of people feel like they can do your job, you know? So wow. it's like, I have a camera, um, you know, I have a cell phone that has like 24 megapixels. Like I could have took this myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, you probably could have, but it's not going to look the way I am going to take it, you know? Mm-hmm. And you don't have like the knowledge base that I have. Yep. Um, and I think um, being able to articulate what my value is to people who might not understand, you know, because they always feel like I just had like, um, I did these uh, corporate headshots and I was talking to the company and initially, now this wasn't like a gig that I had like found. Someone Mm -hmm. came to me, a a fellow photographer who could not, you know, be available for the event Mm -hmm. and asked if I could do it. So they had already had like, a pro, you know, a fee or whatever mm-hmm. that they had mm-hmm. negotiated for stuff. And so when it came to me, it was already below what I would normally ask. Yeah. But because I had the time, you know, like, you know, I had to think about it. Like, mm-hmm. is this something? And I'm like, I'll do it. Hmm. And then they asked, like, they asked for some extra stuff. And then they're like, oh, well, so-and-so would have did it this way. And I'm like, well, I'm not so-and-so. Yeah. And our work is is not the same you yep. know so um this person is is a wonderful person a photographer but we do not do the same thing we don't mm-hmm. have the same access we don't have the same bills mm-hmm. i mean i'm not saying that to the client but right. you know it, it's like i need to be able to articulate this mm-hmm. to people yeah. because it's like you're not going to just be like oh okay well this is what we do with somebody else so that's yeah. gonna work for you it don't yeah it you know what's funny is that while you were talking, I'm like, why does this sound familiar? They do that at church. Tess, let what? me tell you. Yeah, Tess, I'm trying. <laughs> you church folk that's listening, you know I'm telling the truth. <laughs> Tess, they 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 with the they, working and, for free. You saying the volunteer services? Yeah. So, about? well, not with even the that. Gifts. Right, with the gifts, right? <laughs> with, with the, the gifts. gifts. So like so so we're so as 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 a minstrel, whether you're doing photography, whether whether um whether they're singing, whether it's a choir or whatever. And I think the church has gotten better with this. Um, but a lot of times <laughs> I've gone to places where they were like, okay, well, we can't pay you, but here's a chicken dinner. 
And it's like, but wait a minute. <laughs> I can't put and thigh or biscuit in this gas tank. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, look, my, 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 uh, you know, my oil tank can't take grits. You know what I mean? And, and you do it for... <laughs> You do it because, you know, you, you do it because out of the, you know, because you love God and, and, you know, it, it's, you know, it's just comes with the, comes with the territory and that's fine. But I also do believe in some instances, like you were saying that there is that space where it's like, okay, but there, there, I, I am worth this over here. Even if it's just like a, um, a fair honorarium, you know, I, I I'm providing fair. this. If something fair, fair, you know what I mean? I don't want to, you know, sometimes you like, don't thank you for the platter. Right. However, however, you know, cause when I go to that New Jersey toll bridge, I'm going to go ahead and give them that platter. They're going to lock me up. <laughs> they do not want succotash, <laughs> collard greens with neck bones in it and llama beans. <laughs> That's not going to get me over the toll bridge. <laughs> I appreciate it. Oh, wow. So that's interesting. Yes. What are you going to say? You know, I think that there is kind of like a nonprofit thing, though. And, that, and that's why I say that, because, you know, I can go and work for like, you know, a, a, a bit, you know, like a regular business. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. sometimes they don't care. They be like, oh, this costs $3,000 here. Yep. You know, but then like with nonprofits, like, they expect you or for you know people working in that space that's what i'm saying so the things that motivate me are Mm -hmm. like these like issues (laughs) of oppression and like advocacy so it's like my heart gets pulled towards it it's like of course i want to help and then it's like they're like yeah you know this you could be doing this for the greater good you know like so they're like feeding you this story (laughs) of like why you should like be paid less because you have such a passion you know like and yeah that will get a lot of people, a lot of artists, like put in a bad position position because then yeah. one, you will feel bad. Like it's like I don't want to turn down like right. you know, this whatever it is, like this yeah. march or whatever. It's like this is something that is meaningful to me. But at the same time, like I said, you as an entrepreneur and like a business person, you also have to think about like the work you do. And it, and, and I know you talked a little earlier about like um, how the process is like, or understanding like your passion is so pivotal to the process, but also knowing like what you, what you can and cannot do, you know, yeah. like, and if this, and, and if you know those things then you can say like, maybe, you know, so like in, my, in this year of business, because I am so passionate about things, I will, mm-hmm. you know, dedicate this yeah. amount of time to providing like volunteer services or free services or even underpaid services mm-hmm. you know or in kind whatever you want to call it yeah you know to maybe one one place you know a month you know yeah. or something like that and then sticking to that like yeah so then you feel like i am doing what is passionate for me and i'm giving back in a way that is reasonable for me and also not letting people take advantage of my gift my yeah. talent, yeah. my work, my yeah. skit, whatever that is. It's like, whether it's a gift or not, like yeah. I have been working in this space for over a decade of being yeah. a creative person, you know, like I went to school for, for some of the things that I know. And I like have hands-on experience with some of the things I know, you know, yeah. all of which <laughs> you might not have, yeah. you know, and you need from me, you know, mm. so 
as much as it took me to get there, I have lots of degrees. They cost thousands of dollars. Oh, yes. But I'm still paying for oh, yes. tens of thousands. And we know about legislation. And they're not <laughs> doing away with these student loans. <laughs> I'm going to be paying for a little bit longer. And I'm going to need y'all to run me my funds. <laughs> so, wow. That's my exercise. I appreciate no. that. <laughs> we need, yo, know, we need to have like a, we need to have like a, um, like an aliens platform or like just an aliens table. I have to pull you in and a few other creatives just around the around the studio table for us to have this conversation in person because I think that every every interview is surfacing. Um, the, the you know the interview was um with you, the interview with Steve, um, and an interview with um Will Toms and Don Christian Jones in our last um in our. April episode, um, I feel that every a lot of things are being surfaced right now that um that creatives need to discuss and need to start thinking about you know a path forward and even share some resources even um for the purpose of accountability. Um, so listen, we are at our time, but I don't want us to leave out without people knowing where they can contact you should they want some uh should they want to see the 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 uh the uh the movie that you did or should they you know want to get some of that good 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 photography i'm trying to tell you tezra is like super dope photography videography where can people find you how can people connect with you tezra uh well my website is www.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tezra.tez